On today's show, we are speaking all about anime. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And it's all in honor of the brand new movie coming out, My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising. All up on today's show. Hi, I'm JT McGuire, also known as Video Geek JT, and joined to my side is Ryan. Big O'Regan. Did you watch and like this a is Dwayne the Johnson JT video and, before? And this is the JT and Big O podcast. Wow, I think that's personally <laughs> the longest you've ever drawn it out for. I'm going to keep seeing every week how much longer I can drag that I was about out. to say, like, <laughs> let's just see if we can do it for like the whole 30 minutes, the first 30, and then like the other half just like... See if we can just like do like a ten minute compilation video. It's yeah. like just keep going, 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 going. It's like why do you guys keep losing viewers on your stream? Well, you see, <laughs> think, well half the stream is just like a sound that's probably going to end up on the like, React channel. It's like try not to get mad. <laughs> like I'll become a meme, just going. And they'll they'll put me alongside Mr. Kennedy. Go, Mr. Kennedy. <laughs> between between you, The Rock, and Mr. Kennedy, yeah, it's like. <laughs> All like different vocalizations oh, on the right. mic. The Rock used to do that too. Like, of course, that, that, he was the first one that did it. Really. <laughs> uh, All right. Topic wise, yes. So yes, um, with, with it being a rather slow news week this week. Uh, and not too much going off in the theaters. Uh, we're going to be talking all things anime. Because really, anime is something that we are both uh, big fans of. And I know a lot of people out there are fans of anime. And unfortunately, I don't think we've really got to talk about it on the show at in any real episodes that we've had. Whether the newer ones or even the older ones. So I figure with the coming of the movie and coming out this Wednesday. And really it would be silly to go ahead and try to put a review next week when so many people have already done it. No, uh, no, I figured, let's just go ahead and talk about it now, because why not? I will, I will bring this up real quick. Uh, a common friend of ours, Steve, has been bugging me for weeks about going to see this movie. He, yes. like, he's been messaging me nonstop, and I, I've actually told him a few times. Hi, like, Steve. Hi, Steve. I, I've told him a few times I, I was probably not going to see the movie, and now I'm because we're talking about it, and we might bring it up next week, uh... Now I feel I have to go see the movie, and now I feel bad for consistently saying, like, I don't think I'm going to go see this, Steve. <laughs> Why wouldn't you go see it? You're practically decked out in Deku right now. Like, obviously uh, you're a fan. I'm definitely a fan of the series, but... Uh, so, you're you're an anime fan as well. I Yeah, I, I, I'd say it's not something I was always grown, growing up on. Like, obviously when I was in high school, you heard about, like, you know, DBZ and everything, mostly mm-hmm. because of, like, the English import and uh, Christopher Sabat and all the voice work they did. Well, let's stick on DBZ for a second. Now, they've had, like, uh, during the original run from Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball GT, they had ten movies that they made. Right. Uh, and the thing about all those movies is none of them had anything to do with the TV series. Right. That was the beautiful thing about them. It's like they were just kind of, like, little outliers. Well, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. I, I feel like if it if it's meaningless, then I'm, I'm not too interested in it. They are some really pretty movies with a lot of cool action scenes. But I'm like, I always get into the story of some of these shows as well. Not saying I'm not against the action. Don't, because I know you twist my words That's okay. I'm not saying a word. I'm not saying a word. But if it's not part of the ploy, it's like I'm sitting here for two hours to watch something that will never be brought up again in any other form of media for this this, uh, series. So now you take something like My Hero Academia. Now Uh the first movie they had come out, uh, Two Heroes. 
Mm-hmm. That was kind of more of like a prequel. That was like some backstory. That, you... that wasn't a prequel. That actually happened in the middle of... Right, they had uh, it in the episode, but it also gave backstory on All Might and yes. his younger years. But, you know, that's a, that's a backstory that they may never address again. Or they may recon it, or recon it as they go forward because it's not what the original creator thought up of for All Might. So, uh. it's again, it's one of those things. That's Again, I... It's going to probably be this really pretty action fest, and to see it in the theaters will probably be amazing because it'll be boom, 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 and well, all that, this that's, stuff. Well, that's probably the one thing that's bothering me most about the movie because at least for two heroes, mm-hmm. during the actual series run, uh, they kind of alluded to the movie at one point. So it's like they had an episode skip, and I guess that was like the end of the season, and it kind of led into the movie mm-hmm. and the events that went on. And then afterwards, yeah, you probably don't talk about it at all. As of right now, with the um, school festival arc that they're doing on the show, this almost feels like completely separate from the movie. Like, the movie almost has nothing to do with what may be happening before or after the festival. I'm going to be honest with you. I follow more of the, uh, of the, com- the, the manga than I do the actual anime TV series. And that, that's now, something that always gets me about anime. Why, why do people hark on the manga so much? It's like, I get that there's r- proper representations. You know, you can look at Full Metal Alchemist mm-hmm. and really understand that, you know, what you know, should be done from the source material and what shouldn't be done for the source material and that the anime is only supposed to be made in order to sell more of the books. But why... Why do people hearken to the manga so much if the show is still decent? Like, what do you mean? I, I don't get what you're talking. Are you are you saying that people uh, who read the manga hate the TV series because uh, that in hasn't some been... cases they'll say that it's not an accurate representation or that it's not doing justice to the book? And I'm like, it's and well, completely different do, art form. It shouldn't. People do that with actual books. <laughs> yes, but, they, but, they 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 complain the thing about is more people probably read anime than read regular books. They do, like, that That happens with movies. Like, well, the movie was nothing like the book. Yes, I know. They condensed what could have been a 10-episode miniseries into two hours. It happens. Right. I mean, anyone that looks at the Harry Potter series can see, you know, you got to trim some fat here and there. But it seems more of, like, uh, the vocal majority that go ahead and complain about manga versus I anime. I don't hear that that much with anime, though. Because I hear it more than I would with movies. I hear the opposite, because a lot of the time, my experience being in the anime community to a certain degree... Well, you uh, used to run, like, whole yeah, cons. Like I, I, yeah, and I say certain degree because I've also <laughs> left that. <laughs> it's that. like, I dipped my toe in, and then someone tried to bite it. <laughs> It, it, it's fun. The, the community is fun, but, you know, it's like w- one day you look at yourself and you go, I'm 30, and you move on. <laughs> hey, there are people older than us that haven't it's watched like You look at me longer. now, it's like, you're 30? Like, <laughs> yeah, but still, compared to... I, mm, I'm putting myself in a dangerous territory here. I still actually <laughs> like conventions and stuff, I should say that, but at... at, at I'm not, I'm not going to say anymore. It's too dangerous. Too dangerous. <laughs> Uh, don't shoot yourself in the foot no. at this moment. Nope. I'm talking about biting my toe off, and now I'm actually just aiming a bullet at it. Uh, so what were we talking about? We're talking about anime. Oh, manga. Uh, yeah, let me... Well, my experience is really that the anime and the manga usually follow each other very, very closely, with maybe the anime cutting a little bit out for time constraint. Uh, Again, I can't think it would depend on which ones you're actually talking about. And like if you, like I said, Full Metal Alchemist, like the, there was the first the sh- series that was like, I don't know what they did in regards to the homunculi or father, and father wasn't even involved. And then they had to do Brotherhood, which was a more faithful adaptation. 
Now, that's not necessarily saying that the first series was bad. Certainly, anybody that didn't read the manga first probably wouldn't even have known about all these things that were missing or all these inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay, Brotherhood is a much finer show, but I don't necessarily know if it needed to be rebooted so quickly because it almost really says like, oh, we kind of fucked up with the first series, so now this one series is going to make up for it. I'm going to be honest with you, and his his name has been in the news, I think, for the last two years or so now, but mm-hmm. I never watched a series just because I never liked Vic Manunga. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and this is before he went through the news. Like, I've met him... Uh, Back in the day, through the convention circuit, he's he's a jackass, and it yeah. just be because of him, I just I've been turned off by Full Metal Alchemist, even though it looks like a great story, and it really is. And then, then again, you know what? I, I actually was watching the series all the way up until one episode, and it went, I'm out. Wait, wait, what was the episode where you're out? You know the episode. <laughs> no, I don't, and chances are the fans don't either. Uh, well, they you see, uh. The, the brothers uh, met this nice, sweet family with a nice, sweet girl and a nice, sweet dog and this okay. uh, lovely father. Okay, and what father. was their names? <laughs> I can't actually remember their names at this point, but uh, there's plenty of memes on them. Um, um, hold on, let me look it up. Do you actually know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do, but I want to <laughs> hear you say it. The names? Yeah. Well, I want you to go into depth about what it is about this particular episode in case there are people inquiring minds that may want to go ahead and check it out for themselves well, and have their own judge. Here's the thing you have to understand. And again, I'm, I'm trying to retract what I saw, like, was it 2004 when I originally watched it? So it was 16 years ago. Uh, basically, there was an episode where the brothers are... It, the whole entire show is about alchemy, where they can uh, transform one thing into another and... Uh, Basically, I'm wondering if I'm explaining this poorly. The brothers actually tried to bring their mother back who had died, and instead they just caused more havoc to themselves, where uh, the main character of... Uh, I'm trying to think of his name now at the moment. Oh, I'm bad with names. I'm going to do this throughout the entire wait, show. As one? much as I love anime, I never remember names. The main character. Which one? Like, the one in the suit or the one with just the arm? The full male alchemist. The one with the arm. Oh. Um, uh, Edward be... Elric. That's Edward. it. Yeah. So, uh, Edward, uh, wow, I'm going to explain this very poorly. I did not prep for this at all. I actually didn't even think we were going to go into Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, but we have to go ahead and, like, you know, tout ourselves as being like, okay, so we're talking about something of this nature because yeah. we know what we're talking about. Well, here's the thing, and I'll actually bring this up as I go And by on. the way, I'm, it's the Tucker family that you were looking for. The Tucker family, yes. And I, the little Nina. I, 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 little Nina. The, and the father, Shao, or Show yeah. is it Show or Shao? I don't know. Shao, Shao, because with the U. I, I've actually learned about like Japanese pronunciation and verbiage just by watching enough uh, subtitle anime. I, I'm uh, I'm better with numbers than I am sometimes with uh, words, and it, it's really proven to me in my years of being involved with anime because uh, I remember some place we went to where they were speaking Japanese, and I didn't know what they were saying. Mm-hmm. But a friend of ours, uh, also uh, Mark. Uh, I, actually, I don't know if you actually know Mark. Anyway, a friend of mine, Mark. Yeah, okay. We'll go with that. Um, basically, he understood what I'm saying. It's like, when did you learn Japanese? It's like, well, we've been watching anime for like the last <laughs> 20 years. It's like, you pick up something, right? And I'm like, yeah. No. I picked up no Japanese in that time, except for Baka. And, I've, and I've picked up some words, you know. It's like I know what a bento is. Uh, I know um, 
Yata, Itsutakimasu. What, what does Yata? I know what I know. I've heard Yata. I don't know what Yata means. Yata is kind of like woohoo, yeah, cool. <laughs> so it's not actually a word. It's just something. Well, I mean, like, it is a word. It's like Y A T T A, but it's as far okay. as like the meaning behind it. Because that's the funny thing. It's like you can have like a Japanese word, and depending on like it, more the inflection and the emotion behind it, it almost changes the definition. Not so much the actual word itself. So that's what really surprises me because that like. Say something like uh, itsutakimasu, where it's like, you know, you're pretty much just blessing your food and thank you for the meal and all that sort of stuff. You know, depending on whether or not you're saying it low or saying hi or saying it loudly or saying it with other people, it can always have like a slightly different translation. And you can see that when you see people saying it in anime and you go ahead and look at the subtitles and the subtitle may not always be the same thing, even though it's the same word being said. Mm -hmm. And I find that interesting because then it's like, Okay, I, I get the, sen- the I get the sentimentality of what you're saying. Just I may not get the actual definition of what you're saying, but I can get the inflection. I can get the the emotion behind it, and I think that makes it a little bit easier to understand. Well, that's uh, the reason I do like watching subs sometimes over the dubs is because you can get more passion in the voice. I don't always understand what they're saying, but yeah. I can see, I can feel what. Whereas they're the feeling dubs at have to point. like work with what they have and the mouthing and everything. Yeah. It's like trying to fit it in. I had this discussion just before we actually started the show, uh, and basically, it. There's nothing, like, they're talking about, like, what's better, sub or dub, and that's been an argument for years. I'm actually, I'm getting off topic. Before we even go in there, let's address the uh, Full Metal Alchemist real quick, because I don't like leaving Oh, uh, you, you want to talk strange. more about Shao Tucker and his daughter Nina, and their dog. Yes. So, what happens? So, basically, uh, <laughs> it, it basically, it's a very tragic show, where it's like, there's a lot of comedy in it, but then, like, there, all these things come out of nowhere. And back in the day, I was... I was always more into the chipper animes. I, I like Dragon Ball Z because the hero always won the end. And, but there's so much death. And there's death, but they always come back and they always get wished back. There, it's In the end, it's actually, there's a lot of action, a lot of fighting, but it's always happy in the end. Whereas with this show, it was like almost every other week, some major tragedy happens. Someone gets eaten, this happens, that. And in this episode, it's like, okay, well, we're going to take this cute little girl and this dog and... Well, even before I get to that, we'll get to the father real fast, which they're basically, if I recall this episode correctly, the brothers were investigating something that the father did. He figured out how to get Bird to talk, but they couldn't figure out how he got to talk. Well, they figured that he was using Philosopher's Stone, which is their main crux of the whole thing. But they're trying to, yeah, so they're basically trying to figure out how it happens, and then what they find out in the end is that the way he got the Bird to talk was he turned his wife into a bird, and she died. Because right. wife should not be a bird. Right. So then they come to go after him to, like, stop him. And before they do, it turns out he took the dog and the girl and combined them into one being. Uh, and technically known as a chimera. Yes. So basically, and it basic, this is not a good thing. You're basically, you're combining two souls together. And you're, in one sense, destroying them, uh, torturing them. And at the end of the episode, instead of kind of fixing him or something like that, they run into another character who just kills him. It's like, I'm going to end your suffering. Boom. Yeah, what, what was his name with the... A scar. Ex- yeah, Scar. All right, with the scar on his face because yes. they were creative. But, um, but yeah, so you have this sad-looking dog with long hair talking to Brother Ed. Edward. Brother Ed, is that you? Edward. 
And then shall because that's the thing. It was just like a matter of desperation because if he didn't come up with something, he was going to lose his license. Yes, and he wouldn't be able to practice. And he sacrificed his daughter to do it. But he got the license. Well, until he no, got, he didn't. Well, <laughs> other things happened to him. Yes, but you know, he kind of got his he, come he, up. He, he accomplished kind of. what he was setting out to do. Uh, but God, I, just the fact that so many people hate that. I love that people hate that because I mean, it was a very tragic moment. It, it's all disheartening, but it's not like you actually saw the formation happen. I'd well, say if you ho- saw that, it would be worse. You're a horror movie fan. I think you, to a degree, have some enjoyment for seeing stuff like that. I, I'm I, someone, think, I don't I like seeing tragedy. I don't like bad things always happening. Right, but if you're talking about a show about alchemy and you're constantly showing like the circles and the you know equivalent exchange and the transmutations of things, and yet that one you don't show, like that probably would have been like key. Well, think about it this way. How many people it bothered without even seeing it? So imagine exactly. if they saw it. It, it probably would It probably would have turned everyone off of that series. I don't know if it would have turned everyone off. I think it would probably be more meme-worthy at that point <laughs> than it is now. Because, you know, without uh, the context, you know, you're just looking at the sad dog. Anyone that's watched the show knows the sad dog. If you've never watched the show, you're just looking at a sad dog and you don't know what the issue is. Well. But if you have, like, that gif of it, like, just... Just messing it up—that would be awesome. And know. I'm not that morbid, I promise. He—he he is that morbid. <laughs> I, I, I. You, right. you added a horror. Didn't you add a horror movie to today's reviews? Uh, I mean, technically, not—not uh, not, not the horror movie, but certainly one of the more uh, uh, gruesome anime, po- popular but still kind of gruesome oh. anime that's come out in recent. I years. actually, I think you were telling me you put a list together for your stuff. I did not see the list, so I don't know what you're going to talk about today in terms of your list. All right, but you at least saw the categories and everything, right? I saw the categories. All right, and did you make up any for yourself? I'm going to make them up on the fly because you know that's worked out for me so far on this show. Okay, so to coincide with everything that we're talking in regards to anime, I did go ahead and figure we would compile a list about some of our favorites so this way we can go ahead and share our likes and dislikes and such. And um, it was pretty much simple stuff. It was like favorite anime show, theme song, because the music on these shows is almost just as memorable as the shows themselves in many cases. Mm -hmm. And uh, pretty much if you're someone that goes on like one of these long-standing series, like if it's a um, you know, One Piece or you know Naruto or something like that, and you do like one theme song and it catches on. They bring you back for like multiple seasons, practically. Yes, um, it's almost like an industry where it's like just people working on anime music. And I probably shouldn't mention this, uh, but one of my favorite things to do now when I'm either cleaning or if I'm working, I need to kind of distraction at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, YouTube actually does offer tons and tons of compilations of. Uh, theme songs from anime that you can listen back to back, like mm-hmm. hour long compilations. So that, that, but you know what? From season to season to season, yeah. yeah. When we get to that category, you're going to see how, like, I have a lot of favorite songs, but I don't remember names. So oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be bringing up anime. Say, not I the do song. research. I know, I know what to do here. Yeah, and I build the tech setup so I don't have time to yes. research. <laughs> Fine, fair. I come fair. on the fly. Uh, so I went ahead and uh, compiled my top three anime shows, uh, mm-hmm. top three theme songs. Uh, top three characters and performances. I want to preface that because the thing is, I can definitely like other characters, but as far as like the people that portray them, especially in like subtitles, 
I don't know a lot of the subtitled, uh, you know, the original voice actors for the anime. So as mm-hmm. far as like actors are concerned, it's primarily ones that I've listened to in dub form. Oh no, I'm I'm, I'm twisting how you said that because you put performance in there. I'm talking about characters because again, I'm more of a manga reader at times. So I'll be talking more about the actual character than any type of portrayal of a character. Fine, fine. And uh, also my favorite and least favorite or worst anime trope, which mm-hmm. there are plenty of. And despite whatever series you're watching, despite the genre, uh, there's tropes that just go throughout the decades from like, you know, the 80s, 90s, 2000s. Somehow these things just stick in there, good or bad. And I think that's one of the main characteristics of anime. It's like anime, regardless of how many of the different kinds there are, there's always like some common denominator in them, which you really maybe can't say about like domestic anima- uh, animation, whether it be, well, maybe Disney. You could probably say there's recurring uh, tropes and themes through them. But American yeah. anime and the stuff that we have here, it's different. It just feels different. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't think of too much for that category. I mean, when we get to it, we'll talk about it, but uh, sure. I don't really think of a lot of the tropes that much, mostly because I guess I enjoy a lot of the tropes. But again, we'll, we'll get to that. Again, Ryan, prepped for all this? I did not. <laughs> all my stuff is on the fly. Let's see how well I do. Ryan, right. would you like to start? Uh, sure. Um, well, we'll start simply with um, anime shows. And I did say movies because obviously there are a couple of good movies out there. Obviously, stuff like Akira, Ninja Scroll, stuff of that nature. Even a couple of movies that are directly connected to series themselves, even though the story may not coincide with the rest of the storyline of the series. Uh, however, um, and this is like no particular order, mind you. Uh, my top three series are uh, Code Geass, uh, Lelouch of the Rebellion, mm. which uh, just has like a, such a great interwoven twist and turn sort of narrative. Um, have you ever watched it? I watched bits, bits and pieces. I'm not really a fan of the animation style, so that's kind of my one. Is it too short for you? Like, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm more of a like My Hero Academia. I like that type of style, so yeah. Okay, that's fair, that's fair. Then. I mean, uh, certainly no one can be as thin as the people are in this series. I mean, they're just, like, intensely, you know, trimmed and sharp edges and very angular. It's a nice look, but also it's probably because it's also a semi-mecha anime, so you probably have to have that sort of animation style for it. Um, But essentially it's, you know, uh, Lelouch, uh, he's a a prince in Britannia, which uh, in this universe britain took over japan like the british empire really expanded mm-hmm. and of course uh, he's kind of one of those princes it's like i hate my father i hate the empire screw it all and he ends up rescuing this girl who gives him this uh, superpower known as gias and it, essentially if he goes and uses on you he will give you a command he will tell you to something to do and you have to do it regardless if he told you to cluck like a chicken, you're not stopping yourself. If he told you, you know, go massacre a large field of people, you're doing it. And then you'll have, like, no recollection of what you did after. And so he uses this, uh, compiles uh, a bunch of freedom fighters to work for him, he goes under a guise known as Zero, uh, puts on a very cool mask. I almost really want this mask. And he starts a rebellion against the Empire, and he ends up like fighting his friend who becomes a soldier for the Empire. And it's really just like very meticulous in how he goes ahead and does everything as Zero, 
and still keeps up the face of Lelouch, the prince. You know, the back and forth of it. You know, the, the subterfuge. I really like that. It's, it's, it's intense. And mind you, yes, I do know that with Lelouch and the Rebellion, we know about Table Coon. I know. Table Coon aside, it's still a great series. You don't know what Table Coon is, do you? Okay, I'll tell you. So, in this series, there is a particular character. Um, I do forget her name. Kind of nerdy, curly-haired glasses. You know the type of anime that's usually more of a bookworm kind of meek. Um, she apparently ends up having a fixation on Lucia's cousin, who's uh, one of the princesses. Uh, beloved by everybody. Mm-hmm. But she gets obsessed. So much to the point that you see in the anime... Her rubbing herself up against the corner of a table, uh, looking at a picture of the princess. I was trying to keep this a PG show. Yeah. I, I didn't say anything graphic. I just said rubbing up against the corner of a table. Yes. Now, what happens when you do that is your own discretion. So what's your next favorite answer? <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Oh no, table coon. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um next one is a more recent one, uh mm-hmm. Black Clover. Okay. I like Black Clover and in, in much in the same way I'm going to like uh the next one I talk about, the third one. Uh but there's such a wide character base, you know, there's so many different personalities, so many different types. Um and while the main protagonist himself may be annoying as hell, Great protagonist, you know, really just one of those, you know, you can't keep me down kind of guys. Uh, it's good for shonen material, which, of course, shonen is usually the type of anime where you have, like, a uh, male protagonist and he's going ahead and fighting enemies. and Pretty much anything where you see, like, a guy fighting, that's a shonen. Uh, so, I mean, DBZ, One Piece, Naruto, Bleach, um, this, and others. Lots of shonens. Um, but the thing is, like, there's just something about it that in the first few episodes, people were saying, oh, this is going to be the next big shonen," And then they see the episodes, and it's like trash. It started off so bad, so boring. People were like dissing it all right away. I wasn't one of them. I just kept watching from first episode on. It gets so progressively better. Season after season, arc after arc. They just finished up the, one of the big sprawling arcs ever since the beginning of the series. And it, the fights are just so epic. The anime style, like you're talking, as far as the fighting is concerned, the fights are bombastic. So fast-paced, just flashing on the screen. Like How you don't have a seizure, I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, have, I'm guessing you haven't watched that either or heard anything about it? I haven't. There are Actually, there is a period of time, I think, between uh, the late 2000s and now where I, I was... Basically, I started my career and... I didn't really have the time to sit down and watch certain animes. I catch one here and there. Mm-hmm. It's just recently I've started watching more. So a lot of that stuff from like that period of time has kind of got lost. Well, Unless it thing. was Sword Art Online, but I'll I'll get to that one. Well, that's point. the thing about like shonens because if it's going to be like a shonen, it's going to be long standing. It's not like your typical. Okay, we're going to try twelve, thirteen episodes and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to shonens, it's like they go into like the hundreds of episodes, like. Uh, the longest running one, One Piece. Yeah. Uh, they're up to, like, how many episodes now? Like, 600, 700? Yes. They're, yes, they're yes. like, in Simpsons territory, and they haven't even been on for as many decades. It's just, it's continuous. 
I, I can't, like, that's one I will probably never be able to start, unfortunately, because I just think it's going to take up way too much time. But if you start at episode one and you work your way up, you get it, a good grip. I got into it in 2010, finally, and I actually, I, I did the manga route. I mm-hmm. ended up reading the manga because I could go at my own pace. It took me two to three weeks to catch up on it, and I think even at that point, it was at 600 chapters. Oof. And that was 10 years ago. So, <laughs> so imagine how much more there is now. Yes. I think there's a, there could possibly be over 1,000 at this point. I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it could. Yeah. How many more powers can uh, Monkey get? Like, uh, seriously. Well, you don't even watch the series, so you don't know what it's about. Oh, I, I watch enough compilation videos. I know that, you know, him looking for the One Piece, all the pirates, you know, gum gum fruit, all that sort of stuff. And, uh, nope. I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up in my all right, top fine. list. <laughs> you, you keep, like, just throwing little bits of, like, oh, yeah. it's going to be in my list. I will tell you later. Stay tuned. Yes. I, just, I'm still prepping it in my head as you're dealing with theirs. All right. <laughs> so, the, uh, again, main reason I like uh, Black Clover is because it is actually so related to the third series, Fairy Tale. Mm-hmm. I love me some fairy tale. Fairy tale is kind of like in the same realm that you're talking, where it's like a little bit more fun, a little bit more goofy. It has that appeal because certainly there's, I'd say, more humor laid into this series than probably most others, even if it's <laughs> just because of the character tropes. Uh, whether it's uh, great always taking off his clothing, or uh, uh, Urza always being like you know the the person in charge and beating up everybody when they don't listen, Kana always being drunk. Um, not not too with his like uh, motion sickness that you know he he can't be on a train or he can't travel anywhere unless Happy's like flying him around. It's like it's just so silly, and these things come up during big matches, during big arcs and fights and everything. And yet still, you'll see him just like on something moving, like a big rock, and it's just it's like <laughs> not to get back in the fight. God damn it! <laughs> I've I've actually that is on my to watch list, but it's the same thing with you in One Piece. It's it's grown so big at this point that like I really uh, need to sit down but it and ended. watch it. Oh, it, it did end. It finally ended. the The final series ended just this uh, last year. Um, you can, I think you can watch all of the dub on uh, Hulu. I don't know if uh, if all of the uh, no, definitely the final season is up there. I know that much, but uh, because Hulu kind of has like uh, an agreement with uh, Funimation, mm-hmm. so some series goes up to Hulu after they've been on Funimation long enough. So that's how I was able to watch it because I started off with the dub, and I feel like if I start off with the dub, I have to continue on with the dub. Uh, same thing. If I start off and it's, uh, I start off as it's uh, subtitled, then I watch it as that. I don't switch off because then it's just gonna be like a little un- unnerving to me. It jars me a bit. Mm-hmm. So I've I've really just grown attached to that series. I'm sad that it's over, but as far as the progression, as far as the stories, the characters, it just there's it's a little bit of everything for everybody. There's the action. There's the romance. There's the the humor. There, there's few shows that were like it. And mind you, yes, there are some shows that are still going on, but there are others that have gone and gone off to the sunset, like what it has. And so it's one of those things that it's perfectly encapsulated now and in the beginning and end series of it. There's nothing else that's going to come afterwards, although manga-wise, there is another series by the same creator where the characters look exactly the same. So technically, there's a sequel <laughs> series to it, and technically, technically. there's still the 100-year the quest, which 
who knows if we'll ever get a series on that or a movie on that or whatever. That's like the final little piece to the, I guess, the manga that hasn't been animated. So it's like, will they do it? We don't know. I really want them to do it. Is there money? Yeah, is there (laughs) money for it? But The quest for more money. But as far as like any scenes and any actors from that, that is like my go-to. I could do like a top five or a top ten if I wanted to, but still I think Fairy Tale would be at the top of my list. I've actually cried. Two episodes of fairy tale. Really? Yes, because the emotion that they pile up when you know the chips are down and they finally gotta get themselves back up, or someone just comes in and saves the day, or someone dies, and it's like, oh damn it, why not? No, it's like, it gets me. It gets to me. You know, don't judge me for having emotions. Judging? Don't. No, no, I'm not judging. All right, so you heard me tattle on. Uh, do you have any favorite series? I do, but uh, I'm actually I'm gonna. Go about this a little differently than you. I think you picked your all overall top three. With me, there's a lot of series I really, really like, and I don't think I can pick like a, a progression list. So what I'm going to do, since it's a top three, I'm actually going to pick a series out of three areas in which I do enjoy it. That's fine. So You do you. So the first one I'm going to talk about, and actually, I, I, again, I was working on my list as you were talking, so i, I got to figure <laughs> out how I'm going to talk about this a bit. And again, I'm very bad with names, so I'm probably going to be doing more descriptions than names. I'm awful like that. I don't know why. But uh, I'm going to start off with movies, like standalone movies, something that didn't involve really a series or a comic book uh, compilation to go with it. Okay. And it's actually a series that's right behind you, which I I, I said the word series, I meant movie, uh, which is Princess Mononoke. Ah, okay. Yes. Uh, you can't. I don't think you guys can see it on camera. No, actually, you see Cowboy Bebop. You don't see Princess Mononoke, but it's it's right there behind uh, Ryan as well. All right. So you're going the Miyazaki route. Yes. Right. It's actually that is the anime that actually got me into anime. Okay. Now I'd I'd watched other stuff before that. Uh, Dragon Ball Z was actually something I was watching uh, every day at that point, mm-hmm. but. I was a Dragon Ball Z fan, not an anime fan. I wasn't going out of my way like, oh, I got to watch this, 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 this. Right. Uh, and then one day, uh, nothing was on, and I'm flipping through channels, and I think Stars had this on. I could see that, yeah. Makes sense. And I was like, oh, it's anime. Let's <laughs> check it out. And well, wait, was it the uh, dubbed version or the original? Uh, the dubbed version. Okay. So I actually, I didn't see the sub version until around three years ago when it was re-released in theaters. Right, so who, who was playing the Princess Mononoke in that movie? Was it Claire Danes, I think? Can't tell you. Hold on. Yeah, he's going to look it Go, up. I'll look it up. You to keep talking. Oh, man. I wish I remember names because I'm going to be very poorly explain this movie. Um, but basically, it's it feels like a bit of an environmental movie to a certain degree because the whole thing is about... Uh, human beings taking over forest land from animal spirits. And basically there's animal gods that live in this forest, including giant wolves, giant boars, and other such creatures. And this is where humans are now becoming industrialized and they're building guns and they're, uh, and they're doing their manifest destiny. Wow, this, this has a, quite the cast. Oh, from the, uh, the English version? Yeah, so Claire Danes, I was right, is in it, plays San. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got uh, Billy Crudup as Ashitaka, mm-hmm. uh, Billy Bob Thornton as Jigo. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I did uh, actually know Minnie that. Mini Driver as Lady Ibushi. Really? Uh, John DiMaggio as Gonza. John DiMaggio? Yes. Oh, 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 you're talking about. Uh, 
I'm, I'm, you say DiMaggio, and I'm thinking Joe. For some reason, you're talking about uh, Bender. Bender. I'm yeah. Bang baby. No, yeah. What, what character did he play? Uh, Gonza. I don't remember his voice in that movie. Well, I mean, this was like 1997, so chances are it didn't have like the same inflection that it does now. His voice. Well, no, I think he the dub came out around the same time Futurama started. 97. Uh, no, right. it would have been before that. No, I think not, that no, Futurama no, no. was like 99, 2000. Yeah, I said the dub came out oh, closer to when uh, that happened. Right. Remember, anime what didn't really start really hitting its strides till the early 2000s in this country. Fair, fair. So it, it, some, it took a little longer for dubs to come out, oh, I well. think. Jillian Anderson is in it as Moro. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith as Toki. Uh, Keith David. Uh, Keith yeah, he's David's just going to keep listening off the characters here. <laughs> no, I mean, that, those are pretty much it. Then you're just getting into voice actors like Corey Burton, Tara Strong, those people that you, you know, if you know anime, you know them voices, mm-hmm. animation voices. Oh, actually, I will be bring up a performance now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. You just reminded me. But so you were watching this one, yes. and this was kind of like what your... Yeah, this this was overall? my gateway. This was my gateway drug for anime. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was such a beautiful anime. It was such a beautiful story. It was uh, really about Japanese culture to a certain degree. And it just, it really brought me in. I couldn't really explain to you. I guess it's just, but it's just that thing I experienced in watching it. If you've seen a Miyazaki film, well, it, it follows the same kind of journey. Yeah, Miyazaki but, films have like this, that. Them and like Studio Ghibli, uh, they just have like that, that pull. But I, I've seen other films of his, and I don't think it's spoken to me as well as this one did. When, really? So, yeah. like, Howl's Moving Castle, or... Uh, I, I did like Howl's Moving Castle. I To this day, you know what bugs me? The His his most well-known one is the one I really haven't gotten to see. Spirited Away? Yes. Uh, you haven't seen it? I've seen, like, the last ten minutes of it. Because it was on, like, again, like, HBO or uh, Stars, and I saw it then. But I've it, with a lot of shows, and as you're going to see with this uh, with this podcast, I don't get the time to really sit down and watch the things I want to see. And once I do yeah. have the time to sit down, I really have to be in the mood to see it. And I get to be in the mood for Spirit of the Way. Okay. Uh, but I have seen How's Moving Castle. Uh, I saw The Cat Returns, mm-hmm. and actually, even before I knew I liked anime, I saw Kiki's Delivery Service, which was one of my favorites as a kid. I think I saw that when I was nine years old or so. All right. Yeah, as far as Miyazaki, I'd probably be more of like um, My Neighbor Totoro or uh, Ponyo sort of person. Which I didn't get as much into. Uh, It was cute. I mean, big cats, fish girls, you know, it's -hmm. it's, it's crazy. I I haven't seen Cat Returns. I'd probably like that too. Yeah, I've seen... What's the one with the the pig pilot? Uh, uh, Nasca in the Valley of the Wind, I believe. No, 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 no. It's about like a pig who's actually like a pilot, like a plane pilot. Uh, the it, the character rings a bell, but I thought that was, the character was from Nastika. No, he has his own movie. Nah, I don't know what the own movie is. If uh, you know what the pig pilot movie and, is, tell us. And it, it's funny the fact that he started his entire career making a loop on the third film. Oh, wow. That was his Oh, yeah. That, that was, was his first. That's what kind of launched his career. Yeah, it's funny because, I mean, you think about the characters of uh, Lupin the Third and you see something like this and it's like apples and oranges as far as yeah. look. Well, that's what happens. You, you, uh, in Hollywood, you take a property, you show that what you can do with it, and then your career might jump up a little further. Right. Oh, wait. Which which one was his? Uh, is that the one with like the the castle and everything? Hold what? on. The the movie that he did, the Loop in the Third movie, is that the one with the castle? I believe so. It's it's the one with the animation style that looks like it's Miyazaki's. Well. <laughs> 
I mean, because the rest of Lupin the film third stuff looks like it's from the 1970s. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like 1979 uh, was uh, Lupin the Third Castle of Cagliostro. Yeah, I think only one Lupin the Third. Yeah, Hayao Miyazaki. That was his. Okay. Wow. So he did that one. Yeah, and I like that one. You can tell it's like everything. There's no other animation style for Lupin the Third that's like that, and it's it's Miyazaki style. Do you say Lupin or Lupin? Uh, Lupin. You say Lupin. Yeah, because uh, I remember the song as a kid, Lupin the Third. Well, I thought that was just inflection. Because it's like Lupin the Third. Like you could say Lupin the Third and still, like sing it, but Lupin, it's like Lupin. It's, it sounds like something third. you clean your kitchen with. I mean, Lupin. You know. Grab Lupin know. at your store today. How, how many times do Americans butcher uh, foreign uh, foreign names <laughs> and vice versa? True. They they once did Witchblade, like uh, the, mm. the I think it was a DC comic book series. Or at least an off-print from I th- DC. I think it was like a Dark Horse. No, no, I don't think it was. It? No, Which I, th- I think, no, I think it was DC. I think it had, it wasn't part of the main DC continuity, but DC had sort of this off-brand for uh, original stuff. And oh, I well, think, like where Wildcats is and everything, the, and Youngbloods and all that? No, that was Image. That was Image, sir. Well, that's that, what that I was the start about. off of Image. Right, but didn't DC buy that? No. Image is still its own company. Tom McFarlane's never going to let them take that. Oh, I could have sworn DC like, owned that somehow. No, no they, own, uh, they own another company, uh, and I forget what it's called at the moment. They own a few companies that, like, uh, they're not part of the main DC universe, but they're still separate. Like, Static's t- technically not part of the... Oh, the, 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 uh, the Codiverse. Yeah, yeah that's the that, Codiverse. That's separate. And, but there's, like, Witcher, the Witchblade's a part of that, too. And then I remember, that was the first time I saw something from Japan about an American subject, and I went... Oh, so you screw up our stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I did not get into that series. It's not going to be on my uh, my worst list, but it's I didn't like that series. All right, so what would be continuing your second? my series? Uh, actually, just like you like fairy tale, I like One Piece. Okay. okay, I'm admittedly very very far behind on it because it does it keeps going and going and uh, and it's a lot sometimes to keep up with, but uh, it's it's not to me just it's not another Dragon Ball. It's not a like oh he it's Lupi Lupin and or Lupin I got Lupin in my brain Monkey it's D. Luffy, Luffy. L, and Luffy's just he's powering up further and further and further. What the beauty of One Piece is the world building. Mm. It's like whereas Dragon Ball Z is all about the character building and the like the game more and more powerful. Uh, Luffy is about all the places they explore and all the people they meet and just consistently building this world. Like there's this group over here, this land over here, the here's the it it's, ends up being about the government at some point. And then there there's these revolutionists here. It's like the other... Disney World of anime where it's like there's just an island for everything. Uh, to it, it's it's no, it's like the earth. Like there's a country for everything. Well... <laughs> Well, I mean, no, because then you even have, like, well, uh, where was it? I, I remember watching at one point, at least the uh, dub version, mm-hmm. and I think where I fell off was the um, the Cloud Kingdom or the Sky Kingdom mm-hmm. uh, one where everyone had, like, their wings and everything. Yes. Yeah, that's where I kind of, like, fell off because it's like, okay, when, when are they going to be finished with this? I, I forget what happens after that. Did uh, did they already face off against the... Uh... No, they were still up there. Like, nothing had been resolved once I fell off, so I don't even know how it finished. Up there, uh, I don't think they defeated the the main villain of that series. But I don't think they like they. It's not like they killed him or anything. No. He he kind of like just went off to do his own thing because mm-hmm. he was so powerful. Uh, did, but I'm trying to think where else in the series did uh, did was uh, what's his name part of the group at that point? Uh, uh Frankie. 
Was Frankie part of it? Uh, I don't think so. He was no. the he was the giant ship. He's the mechanic robot. with like yeah no I don't think he had joined yet. Oh, it, it starts getting better after that. Well, <laughs> I'm sure it does, but you know I I don't have eons to go ahead and invest in trying to get back into it. it it's it was just like I said, it's just it, it's a lot of world building with that series. I couldn't even go into detail with it because it just it changes and evolves as it goes along. But it's it's about the to me it's about building the legend of Luffy. It's like, if you talked about Blackbeard, or th- think mm-hmm. of some hero, and like, they, they tell, le- like Hercules, they tell legends of Hercules and stuff. This is, you see a legend in the making. You see him when he's just going down the ocean in a barrel. Yeah. And it gets to this point where, like, the world knows who he is. And it's not like he's more powerful or anything. He's just... He's made himself more well-known. He's done more things. He, he fights alongside other legends, and his name just keeps growing. But his and powers what, do progress as he goes along. His powers do progress, but that's not part of the real series. It's, uh, it's not really the big thing about it. In fact, they try to do that power level thing, but their thing with power levels is, like, who has the biggest bounty? And if you think about it, that's not really a power level. That's what these people decide. This is how much it's worth for people to capture Yeah, that, that's more of like a Trigun thing, really. Yes. And, and that's, a, that's a different... The, the, uh, what is it, the $60 billion double dollar uh, bounty? That yeah, was but no, no, no. It's, but that's, that, they only set that limit with Bash, and then I'll, I'll, I'll get to Trigun at some point. Uh, I, I don't doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> Again, not on camera, but my Vash stuff. And actually, I have a giant picture over there, just like my uh, my other thing. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, it, it's hard to really get into it because of just how big the series is. And I've fallen off of it for the last seven years now. So I have a lot to catch up on it myself. Like, I actually, one, one weekend, I actually just sat down and I went through the anime. And that took the entire weekend. And all I did was I caught myself up on the last saga that I had been keeping up with. Yeah. Which I thought was like, oh, this will be probably just ten more chapters of the manga. Well, if I'm judging by the anime, the anime had another 40, 50 episodes of that ch- saga, so it probably was going on for a little <laughs> bit longer than I thought. Uh, and that, and now there's even more to that that like I'm hearing about, like, oh, God. And they added more characters. Yeah, there's the the skeleton that plays piano, well, and the, well, I, I was kept up with those, but those are cool characters too. And actually, the this you again fell off. The skeleton is a part of another group that was mentioned way way earlier in the series, so he's he's kind of a throwback, but you don't learn about that till later on. And then they just added a new character, I think, too. Some like I heard cat that. girl or something like that. I think what? I think it's some girl that's like uh, kind of like. Um... Animal oriented. I think cat. I think it's a cat girl. I, I may be wrong. It may be a different animal. But I, I saw this as we started this. Maybe series a bunny girl. And, uh, it's either a cat girl or a bunny. It's a girl with ears. I know that much. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm not a furry. All right. Me and Dan Avidan, but not furries. They, they, well, this is a world of magic, so they do like if you eat certain things, some things happen to you. So it's probably one of those type of deals. Like she ate the bunny bunny fruit or something like that. The hop hop. <laughs> They'd probably call it the hop hop. Let's be funny. The no. hop hop or the bunny. Everything in this series is like a double word, like the gummy gummy fruit, the lightning lightning fruit, or something like that. Right. It's all it, oh, the devil fruits, but uh, it, it's a good series. It's it, it's. I wish I could go into it more, but I didn't really prep for this. But I'm I'm just gonna say it's 
if you have the time for like a month to sit down and catch up on the series, <laughs> it's a good one. Right. And uh, I'll give a shout out to Viz, even though uh, they don't pay us stuff and they never will. Uh, Viz is actually for a dollar ninety nine a month will let you read anything from their collection through their website, including One Piece, My Hero Academia, I believe Dragon Ball is on there, and much, much more. Nice. And it's, I'm, I'm going to catch up on One Piece one day. I, I have the tools at my disposal. Yes, well, <laughs> one day he will get to the Grand Line, and he will yes. find the One Piece and become one King P- of the Pirates. Uh, they are saying they are nearing the end, though, so that's the series is probably going to end in the next few well, yeah, Three, provided the like, writer doesn't die. So, I mean, <laughs> at this point. And suddenly the artist had a heart attack. <gasps> it's like, I'm finally ending it. I can die now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Me and Ace. Oh. oh, wow. We're almost through the hour. We have only gone through one of the lists. We might have to cut some things. Well, no, I mean, I probably won't talk about as much as the other stuff since I won't be able to do the audio or anything like that. But. Okay. All right. Uh, I, my, my last one that I'm going to mention on mine Go ahead. is... Uh, Kill la Kill. Um, oh, this okay. is actually one of my favorites. I remember watching it when it was they're making the episodes and releasing it weekly. Uh, <laughs> there's so many things. I wish I planned the camera today because I actually do have up here and it's tied, so I can't really bring it down. Uh, the sword, the sword from the series. <laughs> I'm just going to explain the first episode because that's all I knew going to the series, and it didn't explain anything else to the series. All right. It's a quiet scene in a classroom. They're learning from a really boring teacher. And suddenly, explosion. And one of the pe- and basically they are in a p- private prep school, very highly regarded school, and one of the people from the class uh what what do they call that group back in the day? Like uh the the class government the student council, something like that. Yeah, that's. Um, I think we'll it, call. I'll call it, this, was, it was like five of them. I remember that. Much. Yeah, so it's their student council, and like the vice president comes in, or the treasurer, or the secretary, one of those guys, mm-hmm. and the teacher tries to say, "Well, you should be." I am in charge, and then you learn. Oh, who's the big really guy. Yeah, I think, I think it was the treasurer, if I yes. remember correctly. So he's like, one of the students here stole a uniform, and it's like, ooh, and you see the guy there, and he's all shaky. Mm-hmm. And he throws a smoke bomb, and he runs away, and he's, and there's this big, long chase, and all these action scenes, and they're tumbling, and they're fighting, and they're throwing, and the camera's chasing them. And then he pulls out this uh, costume, or not costume, it's a, it's a u- school uniform, and as it turns out, all the school uniforms have some form of power. Well, not all. The, 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 like the certain ones, ones, certain ones, don't. custom-made ones, which are explained later into the series why they're custom-made and how that all happens. He puts Weird it on, shit, man. and he and he transforms him. He's super powerful, and the treasurer is like, "Well, yes, you can see now how powerful those suits are. Too bad yours is a level one and mine's a level three. Yeah, boom, boom, <laughs> destroyed." <laughs> uh and, and that's then, not even getting into the main protagonist. Yeah, yet. and that's just the series starting, and then you get a zoom out of the entire school, and the main protagonist, which is a girl by the name of uh, Riku, right, who is standing outside with this sword, which looks like one half a pair of scissors, and she's there because she needs to find out who killed her father, and the person who knows is inside. 
Yes. And that's the start of the series. And, and, and it's, it's like a battle of the week sort of thing where she just goes ahead and tries to fight up the hierarchy. But And that's only for the first four episodes. And, and at that point, it's just a wacky series to watch. So it's like, <laughs> okay, there's no real plot here, but it's it's fun to watch and all this stuff's happening. It's it's good like popcorn, like um, um, um. And then I think I, by, I do love the one teacher that is always trying to like take off his clothing, like complete. We'll, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll oh, but that. he's my favorite. No, no, no. We'll get to that. <laughs> so it goes in that progression of a battle of the week because it turns out that the uh, the class president she knows who killed her father. I might know information about who killed her father, and but she won't tell her. So Riku goes after her, and again, people with super powered school uniforms. Gets her butt kicked, runs away. While she is run away, suddenly she is to some place where a creature comes out and says, I can help you. And she doesn't know who it is, but it grabs her and attacks her. And all of a sudden, she finds herself in this school uniform herself that's talking to her. With and, uh, one eye and one X over it. Yes. And it gives her superpowers. And, and a she's very revealing suit. Yes. <laughs> I will get to it. <laughs> I, I have a comment. I will get to it. Uh, and she comes back and she beats beats up uh, one of the people who beat her up. And she proves that she has powers too. And she's here to say and she's going to find out who killed her father. That's episode one. And then again, progression of the week. And again, popcorn, popcorn, popcorn. Oh, God, there's a real story here. And it just it dives in further and further and further. And you find yourself strangely becoming very, very invested in, a, in an anime you shouldn't be that invested in. And that's why I love that anime. It, it gets it has, weird. It gets weird, but the story gets so much better, too. It's, it's a strange series. It's, you can't tell anyone you like this series, even though I'm here saying it's my favorite series. I tried once to tell someone. This is where I was trying to get at. I once said to uh, uh, another anime fan who at least I had just started talking to her, and she, and again, a woman here too. This is why it gets. So I started saying to her, like, yeah, I'm in an anime and I watch this. Uh, oh, well, you watch. Well, the one I'm watching right now is Kill a Kill. And she goes, wait, is that the one where they get more powerful the more naked they get? And it's like, well, no, it's. I did. Oh, God, that's what it is. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true for all of them. I'm, I'm to a certain degree, but it I mean, is. I it wouldn't is, say more naked, it, but certainly the it, costumes what, become more elaborate. What the, what the series ends up being about is clothing, and uh, how <laughs> both. I don't know the message Trigger was trying to give with it, but this is what made me love Trigger. All I can say to you is weird as hell. It's goofy as hell. If you're a fan of Deadpool or Harley Quinn in the American comics. Uh, give this one a shot. You might not like it still, but I have a feeling you would. The fashion industry is corrupt. Yes, yes and that was part of it. And also, <laughs> the one who, uh, the the lead villain in this series, ended up stealing the title of Worst Parent from, uh, oh, from Genko. The... Something I've noticed, practically every series seems to have like that one pinpoint moment where it's like, oh, you have to bring that up. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like... That's almost like, you know, the gateway in itself. If you want to introduce a series to somebody, I don't know if you necessarily introduce them via the first episode or a particular arc or anything. You have to go to the, ah, uh, moment, because you have to see whether or not they can survive that. <laughs> you know, if they can survive that, then they'll be invested, I think. But 
Well, and that's way, way in the series. That's near the end that happens. Exactly. But, I mean, the people do enough, like, And it happens to and... another villain, so it's actually, it's kind of the face turn for the, the, the villain for the first half of the yes. series. Yeah, yeah, when you find out what the underlying methodology yeah. is. To so I, I want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched it, even though it's technically been out for almost a decade now. Oh, God, uh, it's been that long? Uh, well, maybe not that long. Uh, 2013, I believe it came out. Okay, that makes 2012, more sense. 2013. So almost eight, seven, eight years. All right, that's fair. All right, so as far as the other categories, obviously I can go ahead and sprawl through them real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now, like I said, uh, there was also favorite theme songs because, mind you, with the theme song of an anime, the right one can really introduce you not even just to the particular season that's going on for the anime, but probably the whole series. It It's like the, the amuse bouche it, it, it cleanses the palate and gets you ready. And um, it could be the beginning, it could be the ending theme, because there were some good ending themes, too, if, uh, you know, you look at certain animes. And really, I pretty much just focus on the beginnings, because I feel like it's the kind that really just, like, get you amped and ready for what you're about to watch. Um, my three particular favorites, and uh, unfortunately we won't be able to play any of the actual music, but you can, I'll give you the full detail of the song so you can look it up. Uh, there's Hey Kids by The Oral Cigarettes. Which come from the second season of uh, Noragami, Noragami Aragato. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's so poppy. Oh, it's just like. Uh, if I could hum it. Look it up on YouTube. If you're wondering why I'm doing this, I, I told Brian we can't play the music because it's copyright protected. And I'm sure no one's going to come down on us, but uh, I'm paranoid like that. I've worked in television for 10 years. Yeah, so instead, I hum a few bars. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, name that tune, yeah. you know? It's like, but now, Noragami Nor- is like just one of those series where it's kind of like, you, know, you have to really like get invested into it. You have to want to be invested. You just can't casually watch it because mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's more about the character depth and what um, goes on with them more so than just the series itself. But as far as, like, getting you amped for a show that's a little bit more mellow, mm-hmm. this song goes ahead and just really throws you into it. People love the first season song, too, but uh, I prefer this one because it just... It, it's, real, it's a real heightener, you know? It, it's not, like, overly processed dance hall music that some animes go for where it's so friggin' digital that it's, like, blowing out your speakers. Mm-hmm. Th- this one is just like a casual kind of like you know amped up rock song and I- i've seen that in a lot of anime music where if you're a band and you land with a good song they will bring you back that is a career and they really try to focus i think more on like band music and bands in that sense rather than just individual singers or djs and stuff like that so you'll see a lot more developing bands. I, there's very few bands that uh, I can remember, but you got things like uh, Back On or Overworld and uh, uh, Mad Kid. You know, people that I've only learned about and have been able to discover their whole um, discography because of hearing their songs in these animes. And uh, you know, Oral Cigarettes just happens to be one of them. They're like on the lower end of the spectrum in regards to how many good hits they have, but. It's a really fun song. Uh, I, I don't know if you heard it. Definitely go ahead, check that one out. If you just want to go ahead and like take it to the gym and get you ready for your workout, that's the kind of music it is. Um, second would be Viva Namida from, I mean, hope I don't butcher this, uh, Yasuyuki Okamura uh, from Space Dandy. Now, you, you want to talk about like crazy? That show is crazy. Uh, the, Space Dandy is that one. Space Dandy is just like, 
so wacky and it knows it's wacky it's almost like deadpoolish in that sense and so you kind of just have like this smooth sort of bop to it you know it's very pop oriented but it's it really just gives you like a light-hearted feel to the series and mind you it's not like anything super long it's kind of like it's a uh, I think it's just the 26 episode standard that you'd get, so it doesn't have a second season, even though they probably could someday. But just as a song alone, it's something that you could easily just like put in your car and like roll down the windows on a nice warm day and just like cruise a highway and just like have this playing on in the background. It's like. I'm doing the best I can with the humming. Yeah. I really am, but. <laughs> I hate to say it too. We're we're hitting the hour mark, and we do gotta kind of wrap it up a little bit. And so, because we've never gone over an hour. Well, you, we also started late. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. All right. Uh, third, this is definitely a little bit more metal. Okay. Uh, Veracity by Myth and Royd from Overlord season three. Now, the other songs for Overlord very good. This one is just kind of like almost visceral of a sound. Myth, Myth and Roy don't have that certain sound to them. And it's a female duo, and it's kind of like, um, like you know uh, Baby Metal yes. and what they do? Yes. It's almost in that same feel. They've done other type of music, but something like Veracity coming from them is just really kind of like, it, it, it sets the tone for the series. That was Well, that was uh, their season three uh, intro, correct? That was just the season three intro, but when you really like listen to the lyrics and you listen to the song... It's very disturbing. It is disturbing. However, it is also the whole mentality of the three-season arc that we've gotten with Overlord, where it's this... Uh, it's an isekai with this guy who pretty much becomes his uh, digital avatar, and he slowly but surely is leaning away from being a guy who doesn't know how we should be and what's going on in this world to embracing the villain within and just pretty much going full balls to the wall bad guy. And I think you really get that feel from the season three song more so than the first two. And if this is all that we get for Overlord, I think it's a nice wrap-up. It's a nice crux to it. You know, if, if, if I'm going to listen to something where it's like, okay, I'm supposed to be watching this guy, I'm supposed to be feeling for this guy, but he is the bad guy... This is bad guy music. And mm-hmm. it, it really fits Einz Ghoul to a T. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say on those three. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to fly through the ones that I have real quick. And these are ones that are actually on my main playlist, so this is how much I actually enjoy them. Uh, I'll just start with one. Where I, actually, I actually argued with you a while back as one of the best theme songs I've ever heard. And it was uh, uh, Sasuke's theme from Kill a Kill. I always felt that was like a really badass theme that she had, like... It's like this march theme, like yeah, she's like a Star Wars in. kind of feel to it. Yes, and it's just like, and that's how she comes in the scene. Like in the first thing you see is always her heel hitting the floor, mm-hmm. and she's just there. Like someone dare challenge me. As <laughs> I, I always love that theme. Uh, I also, I as I started to listen more to the theme songs, I got into "You Say Run," which is the main theme from uh, My Hero Academia. Uh, not not wh- the opening theme, but the main running theme throughout the entire show. Okay. Uh, yeah, if, if you ever listen to the show, you've heard the song. It, it plays almost any time that... Uh, I'm trying to think. It, it's whenever a hero's powering up. Like, if it, you remember the video meme of uh, All Might, where he, at the end of the series, he's like, I have the power of blah, blah, blah inside me, and he beats up... <laughs> 
That's that's the song playing in the background. Oh, okay, is, okay. You say run. Uh, and a series I've never actually watched, and I don't know if I ever will watch it because I'm, I'm admittedly not a big Mecca fan, hmm. but I do like the th- uh, song. I'm probably going to butcher the name of it. Uh, Mikazi from uh, Aldona Zero. Aldona I, Zero, yeah. Yeah. So that I, I've never seen the series, but I love that song. I listen to it consistently. I've I've seen things about it. I know there's like a, a twist somewhere from season one to season two that just like flips everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as, I, outside I, of that, I don't know much about the series. So yeah, that, that's I, an odd one. I've seen other people talk about like how they had high hopes for it and it just didn't turn out the way they wanted it to. Yeah, but, it, uh, it's interesting what a couple of gunshots can do. So I hate to say it, we we. Uh, the studio that we use is not in, it's not always available to us for a long time, and I, I really we need to wrap up a little bit here. So I figure we only have enough time really again to one more subject. So do we touch upon characters or we touch on our worst anime? I personally would like characters because I could probably bring up more about characters than worst anime. That's fine, that's fine. We can save tropes for another day or something mm-hmm. else. Uh, mine, I'll go real quick. Uh, because again, like I said, since these are more so for the dubs, I'm going to be mentioning the character and the actor. That mm-hmm. I, I, I voiced him. Um, first one, Natsu Dragneo, uh, played by Todd Habakorn, uh, who is also a regular contributor to Watch Mojo. Not that I was sponsored by Watch Mojo, but if they ever want to go ahead and get another voice actor. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Natsu Dragneo in Todd Habakorn form is just, it, it literally gets me all fired up. You know, he. He's just such a fun protagonist in that voice, uh, whether he's angry, whether he's hungry, whether he's fighting Grey, whether he's fighting somebody else, whether he's just goofing on Lucy. It's it, it just an all-around guy. I'd love to share a drink with him if he didn't have the motion sickness and possibly throw up on me. So I, I love the Todd Habercorn Natsu. Uh, nothing against anyone overseas and the original voice actors. It's just I grew up on that Natsu. So... Todd Habercorn, and he's done, uh, mind you, all these actors have done many other things, but these are the characters that speak to me mm-hmm. from what they've done. Um, second, um, going back to Lelouch, uh, you got Lelouch, the kind of Lelouch and uh, Ichigo Kurosaki from Bleach, uh, both of them played by Johnny on Bosch, formerly the Black Ranger of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. He is a guy who has just really gone ahead, taken his career, and went off. Like, imagine starting off as like the Black Ranger. Who took the Asian guy who took over for the Black Black Ranger, and now rolling that into a successful voice acting career? Yeah, I, I think he's now more well known as a voice actor, specifically for anime, than he has been for the Power Ranger. And yet they have brought him back. They've brought him back for like certain sequel seasons. Uh, you know, he's one of the few though they consistently bring back, and I think that's because of his popularity within the geek community as a. As a dubber. Right, it's pretty much either him he, or Jason David Frank. Because he was also, he was uh, Ichigo in uh, Bleach, which is probably where That's he what I said, yeah. Well. Oh, I thought you were saying uh, Lucius, sir. Well, if it's kind of like a tie sort of thing, because I like his characterization on both. He's just got one of those voices. It's like when you hear it, you, you know, know it's it him. Yeah. Much in the same way he also played Bash the Stampede. Thank you. Well. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, guess who was going to be on my favorite list and who I was going to talk about? Well, now we've shortened it a little bit for Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, you can't fault me for calling out first. If you had seen the list, you would have known. Yeah, well, you, uh, I, I looked at your list. You didn't have your list mentioned out. The only thing I saw was episode 15. <laughs> All right, third one is a bit of a cheat because it's two actors, but I like redheads. I, I'm a okay. sucker for them. 
So I've got to go with the two, my two favorite redheaded characters, and that would be uh, Rhea Scremory from High School DxD and Urza Scarlet from Fairy Tale. Uh, both of them respectively played by uh, Jamie Marshy or Marchy and uh, Colleen Cluckenbeard. No Oscar from uh, Evangelion. Ah, uh, you might hate me for this, but I've never actually watched Neo Genesis Evangelion. Uh, I'm not going to hit you on it. If we were bringing up our worst list, guess what was going to be on it? Well, I, I There's know a story to that. I'll bring it up another time. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, as far as like female characters, they just always have a commanding presence, regardless of what character they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really gets me over when someone, a woman's becoming a voice actress and they're not just going for like the atypical girl in trouble or you know love interest sort of parts. You know, these are women that are actually like you know, the command in their field, you know, they're, they're the boss. And they really, when you hear it, it's like, it's feminine and it's alluring, but it's also like, don't fuck with me, you know? Mm-hmm. That, I, uh, and, of course, they're redheads, so the Irish in me automatically goes there. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, redhead, but you know what her background is? Uh, I'm, I'm pointing to Oscar right now from uh, Evangelion. Mm-hmm. German and Japanese, but a redhead. Figure that one out. The German, the German side, I could say yes. Um, so uh, to jump into mine real quick, uh, I, I'm gonna. I, only one of these characters is my true, true favorite. But I'm to throw in some to kind of add out the list. Uh, I'm gonna bring up Vegeta first, and I won't have to explain much about Vegeta because <laughs> Vegeta is very, very well known. But you know, I I was watching this series since uh, ninety seven, ninety eight, mm. and I got introduced to him way back in the day. So it's not like I'm jumping onto a fad here with anything. Vegeta was just always one of my favorites since the the Frieza saga because he was he was like sort of that middle ground. He wasn't a good guy. He wasn't a bad guy at that point. He was almost like the start of the trope because yeah. now there's in the mini series yeah, always like I, that bad guy that turns good and is like still. And, a, and eh. specifically, they say you're the Vegeta of the series. Yes. So, again, I don't have to go much into Vegeta. Vegeta is the trope, so we'll just stick it there. He is the prince uh, of all saints. The, the second one I'm going to talk about, which I wasn't sure if I was going to bring up because it, the character is kind of considered the Vegeta of their series. Okay. But I'm going to still add them because there was a slight twist in their storyline that makes them very different than Vegeta, and that is uh, Homura from uh, Magic Girl Madoka. Now... For anyone who has not watched this series, uh, Magic Girl Madoka is basically an anime that took the uh, Magic Girl trope, trope, and every trope actually from Magic Girl animes, and just turned it right on its freaking head. Right. Uh, it, because every time they do one of the tropes, like I'm gonna fight for my friends. Nope, that was a mad mistake. Wait. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight through the pain. Nope, that was a mistake too. Yeah. <laughs> and I won't. And then in this series, they also they have this one girl who is always like, screw all of you. I'm going to do this by myself. Well, no, we need to be friends. No. Well, I'm gonna, and you're like, why is she such an asshole through this entire series? And then you get to like the last few episodes mm-hmm. and you learn about the character. And that's what made me like her. It's, one, I'm a big fan of time travelers, and that's her main power is time travel. Right. Um, and you just learn that the character isn't really an asshole. It's just someone who's been went through a lot of pain, and they created this persona in order to fight through the problems that they've already seen because they they've dealt with that problem over and over again. And boy, when that movie that follows it comes out, I haven't even seen the movie. Oh, I, I did. The, the series <laughs> alone is messed up. But oh no, you gotta watch the movie, man. That's so... all right. All right. 
And my final, final one, which you jackass. Uh, <laughs> uh, my favorite character of all time is Vash the Stampede. Uh, for the longest time, I used to tell people my favorite anime series was Trigon. It's not. Uh, I was not a big fan of the series looking back at it, but I love that character. Uh, it, for the longest time, the characters I had always seen was those like super depressed characters. Like, mm-hmm. I've been through all this pain and stuff. And then you get like this really wacky, goofy character, and you're like, what the hell is this guy? And you learn there's like a super... There's a much deeper side to him. The The first time that he goes all out, which is episode four of the series, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, that goofball, he's just a moron, an idiot. And then he faces off against like this ba- this big villain. Yeah. <laughs> Done. I'm like, oh, God, he actually is Vash the Stampede. Because <laughs> the, the other part of the se- uh, for the first few episodes is them going like, ah, it's not Vash, he's an, he's an idiot. Right. And then you learn. I, I've never seen a character to that point. Now I've I've started watching like Doctor Who, who the Doctor is a very similar character to that as well. But Vash was the first time I had ever really seen that, and it always kind of appealed to me. He's got a cool factor from how he looks. To in fact, how I got into the series was a meme, or not even a meme. It was me on a discussion forums arguing with people, and me looking for a picture to describe how it was arguing on the forums. And I just found this picture of a guy with three guns pointed at his head. And I'm like, I'm gonna use that <laughs> as Vash. Um, yeah, that works. And you brought up uh, Johnny Young Bosch. I think, I could be wrong, but I believe Vash was actually the first character he ever, his voice. And it was the first time I actually, I had heard him as a voice actor. It would make sense. I think that is correct simply because of like when Vash Stamp, uh, when Trigun itself actually came out, it was like mid-90s. 98. Yeah. So that would have been just like after he finally got off of Power Rangers. Yes. So that was like his transition. And... Um, yeah, I mean, for me, like, Trigun and Vash kind of always, like, in some weird way, it also compared to, like, uh, Spike Spiegel and Cowboy Bebop. They just both seemed very similar, but they seemed like two sides of the same coin um, in regards to, like, coolness factor. But one was happy-go-lucky, and the other one was, like, super depressive. Yeah, yeah the other one, like, you've seen that a million times. Even though he was a little more laid back and stuff like that, he was still the dark tone character. As I'm talking about Spike. Yeah. Uh, and World Vash was just sort of the more goofy and happy-go-lucky and everything's fine, even though deep down inside it's like, the world is terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, he's a perfect uh, picture of depression right there. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. But again, it's I, I've always liked how he looked. I always liked what a badass he was. And I, I liked the, the character and, the, and, and all the little things, including the fact of putting the no-kill policy on himself. And like very just, Batman of him, yeah. It, even worse than Batman, at least like it. It always backfires on Vash because, of course, in the series, there's another character who wants him to start killing people, and that's that ends up being part of the uh, the storyline is mm-hmm. trying to get Vash to kill. Does it also help that he was a cowboy, in a sense? Yes, yes uh, they did. Not they, a Jersey cowboy. It, it was kind of funny how they uh, <laughs> it, they're on a planet, but because the technology's kind of reverted a bit, they don't have the same. They created this sort of cowboy type environment there on an entire planet, and they even call it Gunsmoke for some reason. Right. So. And then they have like the the sequel spiritual series that came out on Netflix, uh, Cannon Busters, which feels very trigunny. But like it. I said, I've never been a big fan of the actual series because I, I had a, 
I, for years, I had all the merchandise, sort of like what I'm doing right now with My Hero Academia. But I, I used to have someone who come up to me and talk to me about, like, oh, you love this series and this and this and that. I'm like, you know what? I don't really care. I like Vash. That's yeah. about it. <laughs> the, the rest of it's kind of plain. Would you ever cosplay as Cat, uh, Vash Stampede? If I were 100 pounds skinnier and still had hair, yes. That's yes, what. Did you not know how cosplay works? It does not matter what your body is. If you want to be the character, be the character. Shoot your shot. No, I'm, you know what? I, I do not judge anyone for how they... Co- but if I did it, I want to kind of do it justice. And I feel in my current body type, I can do Coop from uh, Megas XLR justice. <laughs> not, bash, not skinny. Hey, he's a Jersey beard. boy, so it, it fits. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think here in Jersey. All right, so... Uh, I'm gonna say we're it's time for us to wrap up. Yeah, I, this has been a very productive uh, sort of uh, almost educational because yeah. I wasn't really sure where your tastes lie. I know what you have posted up, but mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if that was simply the extent, and I've actually learned a bit about you. And yeah. hopefully, uh, I haven't turned out to be too geeky on all this. But no, I actually didn't even realize you watched anime. You were the one who came up with today's topic too, and I was like, "Really? You you're, you want to talk about anime?" Well, to be fair, there's nothing else going on. It's like, no one's going to see Call of the Wild in movie theaters right now with that yeah. stupid digital Scooby Doo dog. So uh, we're we're wrapping up, but I do want to bring up real quick. I did see uh, Harrison Ford on Jimmy Kimmel recently promoting Call of the Wild, and uh, I think he's losing his mind. Um, oh yeah, no. Yeah. And in fact, they were showing clips of the movie and he's acting the same way in the movie. And I'm like, I think you're done, Harrison. I, I think he, it's time to call it a career. I, th- I think the plane crash really got to him. <laughs> yeah. He he wasn't a... He walked away from the plane crash, but maybe a small piece of him stayed on that field. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, I'm glad they almost killed off uh, uh, Han in the first... Yeah. I, I know, because think about it. If they had to go ahead and drag him out all three movies... Oh, that could have been dangerous. More so than what they've already done to the series. It's uh, worse than uh, Harry Fisher. And they're still doing an Indiana Jones 5 that he is going to be in. Harrison, you've they, got enough money. Take the L. Go to sleep. <laughs> go, go to an island somewhere. Just, uh, you can stop. We, we don't, we don't want to see you die on set. Your mind's already gone. You're talking to a cartoon dog. Mind you. Disney just pretty much did like a whole dog in the snow movie on Disney Plus called Togo. It's Disney. Where, They'll do some over and over and over again if they think it gets they, money. But they at least used a real dog for that one. It wasn't like Lady in the Tramp with the CGI yeah, it was, animals. It's really weird. Um, but, but anyway, yeah, we 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 got to wrap Harrison, up. Unfortunately, go just go. Subject Watch some anime, Harrison. <laughs> Subjects for another day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this was another episode of the JT and Big O podcast, episode number fifteen. Uh, Again, you can catch us on the web. Uh, we're mo- many different locations. Listen to us on Podbean and Spotify. Watch us on our YouTube page. Look up uh, JT Big O. Uh, we also have this Twitch page, which I just discovered. We can actually put clips there, too. So you'll probably be able to watch replays there Sweet. as soon as they figure out how to do that. <laughs> um, you can catch me us on our own social media pages. Mine, uh, check out videogeekjt.com to get my Instagram, Twitter, and I think I have other things. And uh, and Mr. Big O'Regan over here. He, you're, you're really loving the big part, aren't yeah. you? Well, it's part of our title. I know, but the fact that <laughs> you're focused <Yeah>. on it. 
Yes, you can go ahead and find me on uh, Instagram, Twitter at Real or Deal, and you can always go ahead and check out Real or Deal Entertainment on Facebook, uh, which is also the branding page. Uh, check out the uh, video a day progress that I'm doing. You can also check out the Real or Deal, which is what I use for many of my movie reviews, and. Yeah, pretty much just go ahead, sign up on GT and Big O, follow us everywhere, watch us everywhere, like, subscribe, hit a bell, do all the things that you got to do. Just keep doing them. And with that, I thank you again for joining us for another episode. I bid you adieu. Bye-bye. Yatta! Yatta!